This is Biz. I'm a part-time working mom with two full-blown kids. And I'm Teresa. I have a family business, two young kids, and a toddler. This is a show about life after giving life. Don't listen with your kids, because there will be swears. This is One Bad Mother. This week on One Bad Mother, still traveling with kids, the same but different. Plus, Biz has a special shout-out. Teresa is so mellow. And we talked to Heather Burris about her new book, Hair Like Me. Woo! It's summertime, and the Katie Bell's here. Katie Bell's here. You might have heard that in the woo. It's still summer. Katie Bell, I wanted to check in. You made a choice this summer to not do any camps outside of the one-week camp we do in Alabama. Yeah. But not really any camps. No week camps, no day camps, no no camps. No nothing. How's that working out for you? Um, well, it gives me a lot of time, surprising amount, to, a lot of time to myself. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't really get boring because it allows me to sleep in as long as I want. Almost, um, not every day, but most of the time I get to sleep in as long as I want. I get up, like, whatever one time. I was so tired and exhausted, I slept till 10.30. That was pretty epic in our house, given that we're a 6 a.m. house. I would would just like... (laughs) Yeah, uh, are you feeling the... That was the cutest snore anyone has ever snored. Go on. more of a (laughs) oink. Did you... (laughs) Katie Bell, how do you feel about all the stuff I'm dragging you around to? Well, it's... uh, (laughs) I'd prefer if you didn't drag me around to as much stuff. <laughs> <laughs> it's not as... Yeah. Yeah, no. no. I, I prefer to be at home watching TV. Uh-huh. Uh, we added <laughs> some chores in this year. Yes. Yeah, I can't I, watch I'm TV not in, till... I'm not, I'm not enjoying them. I can't, I can't watch TV until I clean out the cat food bowls and then fill them with the new cat food and then wash out the cat food water bowls. Then I have to fill them up with water again. Then I have to go water the flower garden, mm-hmm. the flower bed, the other flower bed, and the blackberry bed, mm. and the lemon tree, and two other flower pots. Mm-hmm. And it's exhausting. It's really hard, it's, grueling it's, work. Uh, that's a good. Uh, that's a good little set of jobs. For, I, I like. I like that. They all seem because that's like, a number of things. Yeah, like but I feel all, like it's a good number of things, but it's all doable. That's because you're not doing it. <laughs> You only say that because you're not doing it. Yeah. I'm, yeah. You're, you're right. You're right. You're right. You know I'm why I'm not it. doing it? Because I wanted to stop doing it, and I realized I had another person in the house that with me all day. I'm not your maid. Stop taking advantage of me. Oh, my mm. God. We're about to okay. get off the do air. Do you want to do something different tonight? <laughs> not your maid. Ooh. Do you also clean, like, uh, cook for yourself during the day uh, when you're home and clean up all your dishes? Um, and I do, you clean do your laundry. And no, do your own laundry? I, I, uh, no, do I don't do my laundry. <laughs> I don't. I, I don't do clean out the bathroom. I, <laughs> do you stop? Let me answer the first. <laughs> we two brought questions. Katie Bell here <laughs> to catch her. We've caught you and <laughs> teach her a lesson. Ah, lessons are learned. In now, the what summer. were those questions that I was supposed to be answering? <laughs> Are you having fun this summer? <laughs> yes, I'm having fun this summer. All right. Katie Bell, Yay. thank you. And Katie Bell, you're doing a great job. Yeah, you, you really are. Yeah. Thank yes. you. Goodbye. <sighs> summer. How are you, Teresa? <laughs> <laughs> oh, um, so... <laughs> 
Teresa being mellow thing was mm. in reference to leaving it mellow, which yeah. is a water conservation tactic that I was taught as a young child. Mm. Biz says that it's let it mellow. Let if it's I yellow, was raised with leave it mellow. That's so San Francisco, so east, <laughs> so west coast. <laughs> um, but. Then after we chose that as the opener, it also reminded me of how not mellow I am, how how tightly wound I am that two days ago I was leaving my house to go pick up kids and I had like pulled out from the curb but wasn't like fully in the road yet and I stopped to like turn on my map, my you know, my GPS app and my like whatever I was listening to. And as I was doing that, <laughs> Jesse pulled up in his car coming home from something and honked. Yeah. Like to say, hi. hi. <laughs> and I literally, I was not okay. I physically, I was like, okay, I'm dead now. Like yeah. it was, it was like, it was too loud of a honk. It wasn't like a gentle beep beep. <laughs> Which he, he was like, sorry, I don't know why. I was like trying to do a friendly yeah. beep, but it was like beep, you know. <laughs> and I jumped so mm. hard. Mm. And then as I was leaving, I rolled down my window and I was like, well, you know, congratulations. You. <laughs> I'm like, you'll never see me again because I'm dead now. Um, and then he was like, because the horn honked. And I was like, yeah. Yeah. Because I'm so... <laughs> I'm so that's where yeah. I'm that's where I'm running right now. Mm. I'm running on the edge. I don't even realize I'm on the edge when I'm on the edge. I just love that question <laughs> because like Stefan's <laughs> asked me that, but well, actually yeah. Stefan doesn't ask anymore if he comes around the corner and yeah. I scream bloody yes. murder. Yes. He's just like, I love you. And yes. then he keeps going. <laughs> <laughs> so potty training's going well. <laughs> yeah. So, and then, yeah, just side tidbit, little update from two-year-old land. I have been potty training Curtis. And, oh, by the way, I referred to him as Frankie once last week. And that really threw a lot of people off. Internet got thrown. Sorry, guys. He's He has a lot of nicknames. And one of them is Frankie. So sometimes, I try not to do it on the show so as not to confuse you all. But yeah. I obviously did that. So Frankie, Curtis, Frankie, Curtis, Curtis, Frankie. It's the same person, same child. Anyways, I've been potty training Curtis. He's like a gold star potty trained child at home and with mm. me. But at school, it's like they they don't even believe. They're like, what? They don't yeah. even believe me because mm. it's he's not. He just doesn't use the toilets there. He May- just won't use them. Maybe they need to believe harder. Well, they're very nice <laughs> no, about I know. it. I'm I know. sure they believe me, but it's like he has yet to demonstrate yeah. anything there, which is interesting because he's there Monday through Friday. <laughs> he's there a lot. Yes. Um. So that's happening. And also, I just want to say I realized when I was just before I started potty training him that other people I knew with two-year-olds had been mentioning to me that they were potty training. And I noticed in myself a little irritation Um, coming from a little self-judgment slash guilt slash feeling pressured. Should I have started already? Yeah. Blah, blah, blah. Oh, yeah. Which I just want 
for perspective yeah. to remind people, I have three kids. I've done this before. You've potty trained twice. And I have a podcast that revolves around <laughs> who gives a shit. Everybody does stuff differently and it's fine. And yet still I'm feeling yeah. those feelings. So I'm aware that right now, even by talking yeah. about potty training my two-year-old, mm. I may be triggering a similar feeling yeah. in some of our listeners. So you guys, I just want to remind you, yeah. who cares? No one cares. No one cares. No one and by cares. The, and that is a really rude way yeah. of saying... You're doing a good job. You're doing a great <laughs> job. And kids do this at many different yes. times. Yes. Mine definitely were not too. Yeah. It's... <laughs> Completely, yeah. it just happened, you, whatever, Blah. literally whatever. Good. But I would also appreciate everyone sending some good energy <laughs> to my two-year-old, reminding him and letting him know yeah. it's safe to use the potty at school, too. Yeah. You can do that. It's only It'll the one okay. in the airport that has teeth. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, never, never use the one in the airport. <laughs> <sighs> How are you, Biz? I'm all right. I'm going to keep it quick. Great. Shout out to Stefan Lawrence, my partner, mm -hmm. my friend. It is his birthday. Oh. Happy birthday. Happy birthday, Stefan. Happy birthday. My gift that I get on his birthday is another year with him. Oh. He's a delight. That's great. He is great. He is great. So happy birthday. It's definitely, you know, the same every year, but different, mm -hmm. which I think ties in nicely to what we're going to talk about today, which is the fact that we're still traveling with kids. Please take a moment to remember, if you're friends of the hosts of One Bad Mother, you should assume that when we talk about other moms, we're talking about you. If you are married to the host of One Bad Mother, we definitely are talking about you. Nothing we say constitutes professional parenting advice. Biz and Teresa's children are brilliant, lovely, and exceedingly extraordinary. Nothing said on this podcast about them implies otherwise. Teresa, still traveling with kids. Yep. When we started this podcast, we both only had one kid, mm -hmm. and they were very young, mm -hmm. and traveling with them was hard. Like, traveling in general, I feel like it's one of those things that, like, you think about before you have kids. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of preconceptions about how you'll do it. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of opportunity to judge how they're mm -hmm. doing it, mm -hmm. and then... You have maybe more kids. We now have more kids. Mm -hmm. We have kids that are older mm -hmm. than an infant. And we're still traveling. And yes. there's still things out there that <laughs> I still find myself knowing exactly what I'm going to do. Like not learning that lesson. As well as still sometimes judging. Right? Like I wouldn't do that. Though I will say... Thanks to doing the show, I am way more forgiving of what I witness out in the world yeah. <laughs> while traveling, way more understanding and forgiving than I ever was. So I think we both came off of a lot of traveling recently, and we wanted to kind of touch base on how things are the same yet different. I'll just start with this. Do you find traveling easier or harder now? Huh. See, and any question yeah. I ask, by the way, yeah. is kind of a loaded question. It is, yeah. Because 
everything's different than the very first time we ever traveled. Right. Right? Like, yeah. so maybe the question is more about, do you look back on traveling a while ago, mm-hmm. <laughs> your past travel self, with a realistic memory or more of a fogged up, wasn't that easier memory? That's funny. Yeah. I think... I'm better now than I was. Okay. But I don't think it's any easier. Mm -hmm. I'm still anxious about traveling with my kids for sure. It's still very provoking of a lot of anxiety (laughs) for me. But it's not the stomach ache anxiety that it was. And I think because of more experience, Mm. I'm a little bit more like... It's okay that things might go wrong. Yeah. Because we'll figure, like, I'm more, like, it was before it was like, well, what if this and what if this and what if this? And now it's a little bit like something, a lot of this is out of my control and I'll just deal with that as it happens. Right. But the part that's not easier is just all the keeping track of all the stuff that belongs to everyone and trying to decide which stuff is really important and which stuff isn't. Just all, yeah, all the stuff yeah. is really, still is really a problem. Yeah, for I me. think I, after infant traveling, I definitely had ideas of what I thought future traveling would be when they got older. Uh-huh. Yeah. And one was, well, we're definitely going to have less stuff because right. we don't have car seats. Right. We don't have strollers. Yeah. We don't have like all the bottles and the diapers yeah. and blah, 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 blah. I mean, I can remember going away for two days in a car to his parents' house and like we had so much stuff. Yeah. I remember we said like you might as well go for a week yeah. if you're going to go for two nights. Well, right. Because you need all the you same stuff. You need all stuff. the same stuff. Yeah. And now I'm like, how do we still have so, so much, much stuff. stuff? I know. You know, and it's all like, important stuff. Totally. And, and it, hardly any of it's clothes. And I think I thought my kids would be more responsible for their stuff by now. I did too. And I and they're not. Like, they kind I mean, like, Grace will keep track of her iPad. Yeah. That's important to her. <laughs> right. You know what I mean? But, right. like, even that I have to kind of know is there. Because if she gets distracted, it could get left behind. Oh, yeah. You know, and definitely with Oscar. I mean, like, ev- like all their stuff, I'm still doing, like, a visual and mental mm-hmm. checklist of all, really, all their stuff. Yeah. And there's something about the, like, like Katie Bell at nine, almost ten, she... She really has entered the phase of she can carry her own stuff. I can say to her, whatever you're putting in your carry-on, like your Mm -hmm. backpack or whatever, you're going to be carrying it. And does she pack her carry-on? She packs all her own stuff now. Okay. For the most part. I mean, I sometimes I'm like, did you put underwear in there? Do you have a charger for that? Do you have, you know, books, whatever? Oh, if you take that gigantic book, you're carrying it. Right. I'm not carrying it. Right. We're like at that stage. And she does pretty well. And when you get on the plane, she can watch a movie. Yeah. You don't for have to be like managing her. I don't the whole need to time. manage yeah. any I don't need to manage any of it. Which uh-huh. is like Yeah, that's great. A great. It's way easier. That is way easier. Yeah. But I think I imagined that that would come a lot earlier. Because mm-hmm. <laughs> it's not that way with Ellis. Yeah. You know, and like so on my last trip, I was by myself. I went to go visit my sister in Las Vegas who was there and who was visiting there as well. And I was on my way home and I didn't have kids and I was pretty fucking relaxed. And this woman comes and sits down near me and she has a two year old with her and she's by herself and she 
looks like I know I have looked. She was quite literally a walking rant. Mm. Everything that we hear every week. She hadn't slept. She'd been up since two. Her kid was a runner. You know, like this. I mean, she just looked like she was functioning on nothing left. And so I, of course, am like, do you need anything? Would you like me to get you some water? I eventually figured out the best thing to do would be to go walk around with her kid who was fine, like walking around with uh-huh. a strange woman. Uh-huh. Um, and he was. He was a runner, a climber. I'm going behind the yeah. anywhere yes. you're not supposed to be. Yep. That's where he was. Mm-hmm. And I was like, whoa. And, you know, she was like closing her eye. I mean, she was like on the verge of sleep. Yeah. And so we just, you know, ran around and walked around. But we were talking. She was going to a funeral. Her kid has like eating issues where like something she can he can only like liquids so you got to think that's something she's carrying around the whole time she had the classic i only thought i was going to be here for three hours so i only brought three diapers right she was there for like 12 hours had been at the airport forever and so was out of diapers was like getting the wrong size diaper because i made like guys the walking rant yeah i get to this because i at one point, another couple sits down, and they've got an infant in a car seat. Mm-hmm. And she says, oh, that's so nice. Yeah. That's so much. I wish yeah. my he kid. He was still a baby. I wish he was still a baby. Strap and I could just take him anywhere sh- yep. I want. Yeah. And there was one voice in my head that was like, yeah. watch out. Yeah. Because my infant was horrible. To right. Try. My infant's right. way better now. Yeah. But then I also thought, it's also a thing you say yeah. because it's just greener right there at that yeah. particular moment. Yeah. And I don't know. I kind of wanted to talk about yeah. like that. If you have the runner, that's a nightmare in an airport. Mm-hmm. I have the snail. And that's also really hard in an airport because mm-hmm. you're yeah. like, we got to go. We got to go. Yeah. You, you got to. We got to use our feet. And yeah. mine has to. Mine has to touch, like, every certain right. square as we go through, yeah. right? Like, it's yeah. a much slower process. Yeah. And there's also the idea of you're still carrying a shit ton of stuff. Yep. You're still, like, may have to carry the kid. Like, you think, oh, I don't want the baby anymore because the baby, I have to carry all the shit plus a car seat. Plus you're, like, tr- at least in my yeah. family, I'm, like... Using probably forty percent of my brain at all times yeah. to try to keep things going well, going well. Kind of try to like be friendly with my kids yeah. and help them <laughs> like see something cool that's interesting and keep that like basically I'm trying to manage their emotions. Yes, which is not something I would do everywhere, but in an airport. Yes, like I if they if something goes terribly wrong, we could, we could miss our plane. Exactly, like it, everything could really fall apart. The yes. day could really fall apart, and like. That feeling that that could happen oh, yeah. is very stressful. Like that that's going on all the time yep. while you're there. That's really rough. And I can totally see like wishing to My have kid, just a just... baby in a like strapped into something. Yeah. Like, I like up until probably this year. I used to fantasize yeah. about strapping Grace into yeah. something. Like, oh, yeah. just just not, like, in any mean way. No. <laughs> not like I'm trying to, like, hurt her no. or anything. But just the idea of, like, I just want to know where you are and that yeah. you're safe for two seconds. Like, the yeah. fact that there's no longer, like, a high chair I can buckle her yeah. into and, like, just know she's okay for ten minutes. Yes. It's, like, really hard. Yes. It's really hard to relax when, like, you have yeah. that kid. Yeah, you can't, like, yeah. sit 
and your children sit next to you. I mean, like, I remember thinking, like, one of the ways it's the same, but it's different, like, because my second child uh, was not a happy infant, Mm -hmm. he may have been a happy infant, he... You know, he was a sensitive infant. Sensitive. Yeah. He's more. Yeah. So that flight was always going to be yeah. full of screaming. Yes. And always going to be full of, like, misery. Yeah. So an infant was a horrible thing. Right. And I will say what's different is there's much less screaming. Mm-hmm. They're still screaming. But there's much less screaming. But there's also now open the window, close the window. Open right. the window, close the window. Right. Is yeah. this tray? Can I open the tray? Can I? You yeah. know, like, they're still not, like... Yeah. Just watch a movie no. for eight hours. No. He, just, he won't do that yeah. either. You know, yeah. like doesn't want to eat any of the food, yeah. yet needs all the food. Yeah. Right? Like I remember packing food bags being like, my children are not going to eat any of this, but I have to have it in case they will eat it. Right. Right? It's not and just. If they're asking for something, you yeah. have to have something you have to, to have something. Them. Yeah. That's right. There's also the yeah. managing with a baby. The opposite of that is with a baby. I liked the fact that my baby could just pee. Oh, yeah. And now I'm yeah. like, do you have to go to the bathroom? Yeah. Because this is it. This yeah. is your chance yeah. to go to the bathroom yes. for like an hour. Yeah. And then once we're up in the air, maybe we can use the bathroom. My kids will still never say yes to exactly. that question. So yeah. we just have to go, go. to the bathroom yeah. Oh, yeah. like <laughs> 10 times because they will Hello. never say yes. So it's, yeah, we're going to the bathroom. But I don't even. Well, we're going to the bathroom. We're going to the bathroom now. anyway. Sorry. It, you will relieve yourself. <laughs> and then there's like, I missed the stroller. While I don't miss the stroller, uh-huh. I miss the stroller yeah. because I could put everything in the stroller yeah. and haul all that shit yeah. around. Yeah. While now I have to carry, you know, the travel bag, right? And Ellis, because he's a snail. Right. And we got to get across the Dallas airport. Right. And his little travel suitcase that he has brought, right? Yes. <laughs> it's like a Sherpa, yeah. right? So I just want to look at this other like elements Uh and that is with a baby you know we're told all the time that you shouldn't have children and travel with them right because they're a nightmare yeah and they're a real fucking inconvenience to everybody else on the plane yeah those poor those poor poor people on the plane i mean they paid money a child they paid money you clearly didn't have to pay double to have this child, right? You're not like a fucking ATM mm. all day at an airport just to mm. emotionally get yeah. through it. Plus, we're doing it to hurt them. them. Yeah. yeah. We hate people. We hate so people. So we, wanna we want to put a baby. We want to suffer. Yeah. I want them And our to... children are our best weapon. Yeah. That's... <laughs> but I thought that would go away as well. Oh, yeah. That didn't go no, away. Because, like, having a kid... Is also, I mean, yeah. everybody fucking loves Katie Bell on a plane because she's like, I'll talk to you about a thing and I'm going oh. to watch a movie. Yeah. I have no needs. Right. Right? Yeah. <laughs> but my other kids got needs. Yeah. And like, yeah, I, I none of that's changed. Uh-huh. And what has stayed the same is still like when Ellis gets upset, my like innate need to not make the goal be get him quiet. My goal is comfort him right mm-hmm. like you know i feel like that's something that i used to panic about where i'd be like yeah. just be quiet just be yeah, quiet yeah, yeah. just be quiet right like which yeah. just doesn't help calm yeah. them down because you're right. worried about other people. making it better yeah. for others as opposed yeah. to making it better for ellis yeah. yeah and so that's the yeah. same oh that's good though yeah it's like how i try and think about it that's no, like that's my really mental good. mantra is yeah my only job is to comfort 
this child. Yeah. And not comfort the people on this play. That's really good. I think I, I've been practicing a related thing yeah. lately, which is, and this isn't just about travel, but just more about like being out in the world with my kids. Whereas I have often in the past been like, Oh my God, my kids are like, my kids are so weird. People are going to think they're so weird. People (laughs) are going to think I'm such a bad parent. Yeah. Like that's the bad voice that happens sometimes. And like what I've, what I've been thinking about instead (laughs) is like all kids are so weird. Yeah. All kids do weird shit (laughs) all the time. Like it's like, yes, my kid just did something weird. Yeah. But like, that's not unique to my weird kid. Yeah. That's what all weird kids, like there's, there's there's lots of kids doing weird stuff in the world. Like that's. Okay. Yeah. Like that's and and it's so much of it is not in my control. No. You know? And so I've also been thinking about like which things are in my control. Mm. And this is just just one last thing. Like I think partly one thing that's nice about like Gracie getting a little older cuz I think Oscar is still in the yeah. same sitch as you are with yeah. Alice right now, but with Gracie I am like able to trust her judgment a little bit more and she has enough of her own stuff going on that like there's a lot of things I can just let like I can let go of and if something goes wrong it's like something I couldn't control about life it's not like I should have been there and that's why like even though I I think I've joked a lot on the show about like Curtis being the easiest of all the kids like with travel, there's no way he will ever be the easiest no. because he's two. Right. All two-year-olds are really hard to travel with. That is really hard. Yeah. yeah. That's so hard. It's like, really hard. Like, no matter hard. what. Because yeah. basically, none of the stuff you've set up for yourself to be able to manage the fact that you have to watch them all the time yeah. is with you anymore because you just stepped out of that zone yep. wherever you are. Yeah. And so that is, that's ongoing. Yeah. That's yeah. ongoing. Yeah. That will Never change. (laughs) We've got a Jumbotron. This week's Jumbotron is from LosingYourV.com, an adventurous new podcast. Have you forgotten the excitement of trying something new? Sick of always being a responsible adult? Best friends Heidi and Novi were stuck in that rut and said enough is enough. Now they challenge themselves to try new things and go on new adventures, whether baking new recipes, going on treasure hunts, or getting tattoos for their listeners' enjoyment. Join them on their podcast journey, Losing Your V, as they uplift each other, drink wine, and lose their figurative virginities to life. (laughs) So you can subscribe and download on iTunes or check out losingyourv.com. One Bad Mother is supported in part by Michelin. Tires! There you are, driving down the road again, because that's all we do is driving. Your kids are in the back seat, not actually throwing something at you. One of them might even be asleep. Heck, some of us use our cars to put our children to sleep. (laughs) Suddenly, another car swerves in front of you. You slam on your brakes, and for a split second, you're terrified you'll stop in time. And what's worse, you'll wake up the baby. You want tires that perform well with every stop. And that's where Michelin comes in. 
Michelin is one of the world's leading tire manufacturers. They're dedicated to enabling mobility and safety for all parents driving around with their loved ones in the back seat. So next time, when you're looking for new tires for the family car, consider Michelin Premier All-Season Tires. Michelin. Performance every time. Hey, you know what it's time for this week's Genius and Fails. This is the part of the show where we share our genius moment of the week, as well as our failures, and feel better about ourselves by hearing yours. You can share some of your own by calling 206-350-9485. That's 206 206- Three five zero nine four eight five. Genius, fail time, Teresa. Genius meme. Wow. Oh my God. Oh my God. I saw what you did. Oh my God. I'm paying attention. Wow. You, Mom, are a genius. Oh my God, that's fucking genius. Okay. I think I just sort of alluded to this at the end of our <laughs> topic discussion, but I've been making a conscious effort to figure out what things are things I'm like trying to control for a good reason and what things I'm trying to control for no like reason reason at all like (laughs) that I'm just like doing that and like one of those things is I've noticed and this has been kind of happening all along but I'm just really paying attention to it right now and it's been very rewarding (laughs) that is like how my kids interact with the world in a way that's like for their own enjoyment Mm. like if we're at the park or something being like do you want to go on the swings do you want to go on the slide here let's go over and do this here let's talk to this person here like I've said to myself in my mind if we come to the park and the whole time my kid plays on the curb yeah that is the entrance to the park and that's where they're having fun and doing something and like getting some energy out and like playing an imaginary game and like that's what they're doing great yeah do I actually get something out of them going to the slide today no No. like it's one thing if that's like a thing you're working on with your kids like a slide like (laughs) I'm not talking about that I'm just talking about like purely what stuff am I trying to control just because in my mind that seems like something that would be a good idea or like a book I bought for Gracie where I was like I think she would really like this book I think she really want to read it and she read like the first couple pages and she was like yeah not that and I was like there was this part of me that was like, no, I like know that you're going to like this. Right. It's just that you need to like give it more time. But instead I was just like, oh, okay. And I le- I left it there. Yeah. And like she came around to it like three weeks later and read the whole thing and really enjoyed it. And it would have been fine if she didn't. Yeah. Because I decided in my mind, who, who gives cares? a shit? Yeah. Like this is not that. Ooh. So like this is a good, that's a good thing to practice. Practice. Yeah. yeah. That's a good practice. And it feels healthy. <laughs> <laughs> I need something healthy. Yeah. Okay. This has nothing to do with me, guys, but it's one of those things that you want to tell people and no one cares about. Ellis had his first swim lesson and he loved it, That's guys. That's so great. Because oh remember, gosh. Ellis won't put yes. his head underwater, like the whole thing. Yes. He, guys, it was like witnessing, like, I, So many emotions, like he's in the pool and I sat far enough away and I would hear, Mama, I put my ear in the water. And I would be like, yes. We were very loud at the pool. And by the very end, he went under very quickly. Whoa. I know. Whoa. I know. I was like, oh, (laughs) he looked like crazy people. I looked like a maniac. Yeah. 
Because I was so astounded and so proud, and yeah. he had so much fun, and he's excited about going back That's so and swimming. Good. Guys, it just was That's so good, so awesome. I'm so happy for I, you both. It's I'm so happy. It's so great. It is good so great. Job. Thank you. Hi, one bad mother. This is a genius. We just went to Disney World for a family trip, and before we got to Disney World, I bought a stack of blank cards, like some birthday cards, but some just blank cards. And I had the characters, as we were leaving, sign the bottom of the card. So intermittently throughout the year or whenever I remember or for other kids' birthday parties, we can just leave (laughs) write in a note and have it be signed by Aurora or Mickey Mouse or one of the Frozen characters. And then my kids can have special birthday cards all year long. So I'm really maximizing our Disney World trip. So that's my genius. Thanks so much. You guys are doing a great job. Bye. Oh, wow. Yeah. This is very impressive this to me. Is, I, this I, is, I feel like there's two geniuses here. One is having children the obvious age that your children are, because I can yeah. hear the screaming in the background. Even having the bandwidth yeah. to come up. Yeah. With this with amazing, this yeah. this like executive, like corporate executive really level idea. Is. This is high achiever mom. High, I mean, and deserve it. Yes. Like, like, yes. No, really. Yeah. No, not like at a, yeah. No, this <laughs> like, is high achieving. Yeah. This is like. Activity. Badge worthy. Yes. This is so amazing. Yeah, it really is. And that you did it. Yeah, As you opposed did it. to like, like I got oh, all the cards. Cool. Yeah. I got all the cards and I keep leaving them at the fucking hotel. Yeah. Right? Like you are doing such a good job. You are. Oh my God. Failures. Fail, 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 fail. You suck. Fail me, Teresa. Okay, so here's a good travel related <laughs> uh, fail for you. We were on the way home from our vacation a couple of weeks ago and it was driving. And so we had like, you know, a four hour car trip and we stopped at a gas station to use the bathroom. And while we were in there, I had the thought, you know, Grace and Oscar are pretty into their devices going in the car now. So like, it's pretty easy for them to do the car ride. But for Curtis, you know, he's two and he loses interest eventually and it's hard for him to sit there for that long and he you know he can take a nap but that's like an hour yeah so I thought oh I'll get him a little snack from the gas station store so that like once we're getting close to home if it's like disaster strikes I can like have something to hand him like little something like a little treat and I was like gummy bears that's perfect it's like such a special treat like it doesn't normally get it yeah like whatever and it'll totally get us the rest of the way home whenever you know regardless and so I get the gummy bears and we get back in the car and we're driving home and we get to the part of the drive where yes he needs something yeah well I start to give him the gummy bears and I realize I I remember that this child does not like gummy bears. Mm. I had just forgotten. Yeah, you just forgot. Sorry, Curtis. I forgot (laughs) that he doesn't, he doesn't like any gummies. He doesn't like the texture. So it was like, we've tried like time, like multiple times. And so I, I, again, I offer it to him because it's all I have, (laughs) but I already know that he doesn't like it and he tries it and it's ucky. Yeah. 
And wow. then I was just like, wow. You what? just confused all your kids. I'm just. You're horrible. This <laughs> is just so stupid. Like, <laughs> why didn't I remember that? Yeah. Well, Teresa, why didn't you remember that at the end of a vacation? <laughs> Well, you're doing a horrible job. I know. Speaking of vacations, when we were in Alabama, my mother was, she's very happy to please. Uh She wants to, I mean, she wants to please. She wants to please, yeah. And so Katie Bell had been uh, wearing like one of Helen Michelle and my old prom dresses like around the house. And that was really fun. And I guess on their own, she had talked about wanting this certain type of dress and look. And Grandma was like, oh. We'll just get that from, you know, Amazon. And so they come out and they're talking about it. And I'm like, okay, I'll help. I'll look it up on, I mean, because at this point, it's it's going to happen. It yeah. has to happen. Right. But the internet's not her skill. Right. And so but she's I'm, already said yes yeah. to it. Yeah. But she's already said, so yeah. now I'm so now you're buying the right. dress. So I finally, Katie Bell sits yeah. there. We find like yes. the thing. And she, you know, she wants to look like an orphan from like the 1800s. Yes. So we find a pinafore apron, <laughs> like a dress to go under it. And I order it. Yes, it's going to be here before camp. Friday comes and it's not there. And I'm like, well, I'll track it. It says it was supposed to be delivered. And I realize I've just auto sent it to, <laughs> to our house, house in Pasadena, <laughs> not here. And I mean, like, it was so horrible. Amazing. Like, I just was like, oh my God. Yeah. I'm so sorry. Yeah. So I immediately go on and order it again oh, because it's got to be there now when she comes back. Oh, God. Right? Okay. So that comes back after camp. She, thank God. I almost did it again, too, by the way. And then we got home, and then I had to turn around and reship the old yeah. dress. But she was like, can I have them both? I'm like, fucking no. Yeah. And so, like, that got, it just was like, wow. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, I suck. <laughs> Hi, One Godmother. I'm calling with a fail, although my husband would like to categorize it as a genius because of the beginning. I think you'll see what I mean in a second. So a while back, we put our toddler was just under two at the time, down for a nap, and we decided to have a little, you know, sexy time because it's been <laughs> quite a while. And we accidentally woke him up. So at that point, I got him into the car. I drove around for about 45 minutes. He slept for a little while longer. And while he was in the car sleeping, I went to the Starbucks drive-thru, got some coffee, and then I was hungry. So I went to the In-N-Out drive-thru, and I got, at that point, the toddler had woken up, so I got him out of the car, into In-N-Out, got fries, and a shake for my husband, because I thought he deserved that. So get back in the car, and turns out the toddler really wanted to try the shake. And I was like, all right, this is fine. He tries the shake, he's enjoying it, and he's doing really well with the straw. So I'm like, it's like a minute-long drive oh, home. Oh, yeah. I'm going to let the toddler in the car seat hold the milkshake with the straw, this will be fine. It's only like a minute to my house. No problem. (laughs) As I'm driving home, soon there's the sound of screaming from the back seat. Mm. I'm scared to death that he's like poked the straw through an orifice in his face. And I pull up to the house almost right away. And I go back there to discover that my toddler has covered himself with milkshake and is shivering in the cold and just has a puddle of sugary, dairy sweetness all over him. (laughs) And grab him out of the car seat, open the door to the house and yell, 
Ellen, turn on the shower. <laughs> and so we got the baby clean. We got the car seat clean. But, um, yeah, definitely a fail. Oh, yeah. So thank you for listening and for all the encouragement. And you're both doing an amazing job. Love you guys. Bye. Yeah. This was, I'm like listening along. And then she says, He's doing really, really well, well with the straw. Yeah. And I immediately flash back to the glitter in my car. Yeah. And then I just thought, oh, yeah, this is it's just a minute. I just did this yeah. two months ago with an In-N-Out milkshake. <laughs> oh, that's right. Do you remember? That's right. That's I have right. this exact same fail. Is Only right. I was walking into an open house at Oscars Elementary School <laughs> instead of walking home. My favorite thing about this, besides doing a horrible job, is that she says she gets home and she yeah. opens the door and she's like, oh, I've got the shower going. Yeah. It made me think of how much of like parenting is like being like in a you know thriller situation where you're mm-hmm. like you're just gonna have to trust me yeah come with me yeah. right like where you're like take we- my hand <laughs> we need pants mm-hmm. like that urgency of del- like sometimes it's not even whole words it's just yeah. like shower right. and your partner's yes. like got it Anyway, you're doing a horrible, yep, horrible job. Yep. Hey, but good job on some sexy time. Yeah. <laughs> you are the greatest mom I've ever known. I love you. I love you. When I have a problem, I call you. One Bad Mother is supported in part by Panda. Are you interested in learning more about how children develop? I am. (laughs) Check out the Princeton and New York University Discoveries in Action Lab, or Panda, a virtual lab where researchers hope to discover how kids learn about the world. Panda offers quick and fun games for families with children ages 3 to 10. Participate from your home computer anytime, And as a thank you for contributing to science, you will earn a $10 Amazon gift card. Head to www.discoveriesinaction.org and sign up. To find out more, follow them on Facebook and Instagram at Discoveries in Action. Hey, Teresa, let's call someone today. This week, we are calling Heather Burris. She is a public health professional and a gifted writer. Hair Like Me is her first published project. Heather also enjoys working out, reading, traveling, and spending quality time with family and friends. Welcome, Heather! Hi, guys! Yay! Yay! Before we get into Hair Like Me, which is so delightful. (laughs) Thank you. Before we get into that, I want to ask what we ask all our guests, which is who lives in your house? Sure. So in my house is myself, my husband, Brad, who we've been married seven years. And my our two children, Autumn, who's the star of Hair Like Me. (laughs) Autumn is five and a half. And BJ, who is our toddler, he'll be three on Wednesday. <laughs> oh, the good years. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Fun uh, times over here. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Five and a half and three. Yeah. That's 
a combination. It's a lot of excitement. Yes, it is. There is. I oh, bet yes. people are expressing opinions in your house right now. <laughs> oh my goodness. My Autumn, you will never believe. She's, she's no, so I believe independent it. and she she likes the reason and we get a lot mm. we, we hear a lot of excuses and a lot of well thought out arguments as well. So mm. Oh yeah. Well you know what? I recently so I have my, my daughter's nine now and uh, she I can totally believe everything you just said about a five and a half year old. <laughs> and I have just been like, maybe you should be in a debater. <laughs> maybe you should exactly. competitively mm-hmm. argue with people yeah. and right, blow right. off some steam <laughs> yeah. there. Somewhere else. Here. Yeah. I am not a debater. I'm an artist. Anyway, <laughs> let's get into the book. I always like our guests to explain their books on their own before I mess it up. But this is a children's book called Hair Like Me. Can you give us the basic breakdown of the book? And then I'm going to ask you a bunch of questions about it. <laughs> sure. So the basic story is about a little girl who watches her mom um, straighten her hair And she calls her mom's hair princess hair. And her mom feels some type of way about that because she doesn't want her daughter to define princess hair in one style. And because the mom has hair that can be long and straightened and the little girl does not, she decides to take an action to show her daughter what princess hair or the true meaning of what princess hair is. That it's really just about beauty and confidence you know, and showing off what you already have. And so um, the mom makes a decision that is a little bit life-altering and scary, but, you know, (laughs) feels confident (laughs) at the end of it all. And then, you know, shows the daughter that she has hair like her. So she cuts her hair off to be just like her daughter. And her daughter then, you know, is super excited that they both have hair like me and princess hair. And then I cry for eight hours. And I'm getting chills. I know. (laughs) (laughs) So good. All right. So I want to let's start actually with, I think this will tie in some to your public health professional background. And that is, it's pretty common for us to talk about how social media influences our kids and like all the outer world that influences our kids. And this book really focuses on how what we're doing can influence our kids, the stuff that we don't even think about. And I don't mean the, I learned it from you, dad. I don't mean like, (laughs) I don't mean like that, but I mean like the subtle choices we make specifically, I think about, you know, our bodies and they go, yeah. "Yeah, Can you talk a little bit about that? Sure. I, uh, so Autumn has always been very independent, but I think because of our school environment, she has a lot of outside influences, like many children, you Mm -hmm. know, across the country who live in diverse cities, have influences that some look like her, some that don't look like her. But what I've kind of found is that at that age, you know, princesses, like we're four or five year old kids, like princesses are everything, right? And so it's really important, I think, that we have diverse images of what queens look like, what princesses look like, because they're so important figures, I want to say, even though it, it, that sounds funny to say. But <laughs> these are some of the, the imagery that, you know, young children look to um, because they're seeing them, you know, in their storybooks, they're seeing them on TV, yeah. in the movies. And so just in general, I think that we need to ensure that we're capturing um, images that look like everyone, you know, there is a lot of things in social media 
recently that really speak to this when there was three, I think it was black uh, women who were named Miss America, Miss uh, Teen USA, and uh, Miss USA. Uh Like that was really monumental, especially because two of them wore their natural hair on stage. And so it was, it was curly hair, it was ethnic hair, and it spoke so much. I had a, a, a colleague of mine whose niece was crying about her hair, and she immediately was able to pull up on yeah. social media what this queen, you know, one one of the, um, I think it was Miss Teen USA, who had the short hair, um, pull her up in her crown and show her, you know, what princesses could look like or what queens could look like. And she said it was all fine. Like, that was just Yeah, that was what she needed. so happy, like, <laughs> you know what I mean? And so... Just kind of like the influence of social media and what we see on TV and what we see in our our images is like really important to molding and developing kids. Um, and so, but doing it in the home too is like taking that extra step because there's a lot of influences out of social media that we don't necessarily want our kids to model themselves <laughs> after. <So> that's <laughs> when I think <laughs> it becomes important that. You know, you kind of set the standard that you would like to see or at least show your children what you would like to see in the house. Now, you know, maybe 10 years from now, they may totally go against whatever standard you set. But at least they've seen, you know, what you feel like is kind of you're teaching and molding them from the beginning. Well, this is one of the things I really liked about the book. It kind of ties into this next question, and that is. You do touch on, even though it's just a it's a kid's book, you do touch on how outside influences had shaped who you were. And I think we forget how much that's, you know, sort of part of who we are and the choices we're making to the point where we don't think about it anymore, like why we chose to do, you know, our hair a certain way or why we chose to dress a certain way. And (laughs) so in the book, there is when your daughter, like, first you know, says, starts talking about the hair to you. Mm -hmm. And my absolute (laughs) favorite page, hold on, I have it bent because it's my favorite page. (laughs) It says, says, you tuck your daughter in and then it says, mommy lay awake that night. (laughs) 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 She thought long and hard about what Autumn had said about princess hair. And I thought about like how many nights I just stay up because of a simple thing. One of my kids said that doesn't carry the weight for my child yet but suddenly reminds me how important it was. And so I want to ask you, because this is based on, you know, your life and your choices you made. And even at the beginning when you said, of our interview, when you said, you know, a very life-altering choice for herself, (laughs) I want to ask you about what was going through your head when you were up that night and what was it like what was going on for you to make a choice to change your hair and, you know, the influences that had gone into, you know, why your hair was the style that it was? That's a great, uh, a great question. So we live in Washington, D.C. now, as you mentioned. So it's a, it's a pretty diverse city. Autumn's classroom is, is really diverse. I love it. But it was a very intentional decision because yeah. what I grew up, I grew up in Seattle, Washington, really in Bellevue. So that's even like more suburbia to Seattle. And so it was a very, I think it was like two or 3% African-American population um, in my schools. And so I was always trying to conform and my hair didn't look like other kids' hair. And so I put that in the book because 
when she said that, it just took me <sighs> back to those days when me and my sister used to put pom-poms in our hair to have long ponytails we could swing or, you know, would do things to manipulate our hair to look like it would be longer or, or straight or a style that looked like what my classmates were doing. And so when she said that, it just stung me because growing, you know, I guess as an adult, I hadn't thought about the choices that I was making even now. My Like, as a, as a child, my hair was pretty short. But, you know, over 20, 30 years, like, my hair was very long and healthy, especially having two pregnancies. You know what yeah. pregnancy <laughs> hair can do. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I had a, a good amount of hair. However, I had started to wear it natural, but I was al- always straightening it with, the, um, you know, heat tools, yeah. hair dryers and flat irons. And so when she said that, it just took me back to those moments. And I immediately didn't want her to feel what I felt. And and that feeling was really just trying to look like other people. And so that's why I made the decision that I did. But having been natural, but having wearing it straight for 10 years of my adult life, it was traumatic for me to even (laughs) think like, um, I'm going to cut all my hair off. So then I was, you know, concerned about my own confidence. Can I really rock this style? And, you know, even as, as women, I feel like we put so much confidence mm-hmm. in our hair. And that was one of my my goals in this book, too, is like just talking to my friends who are like, oh, I have a bad hair day. Today's going to suck. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Or like we just feel like if something's wrong with our outward appearance, it affects our inward confidence. And so just kind of having all those thoughts together, I immediately told my husband about it. And he said, well, I think you probably have to stop straightening your hair so much. And I was like, oh, man, I yeah. guess you're right. <laughs> so, you know, it was a process. It didn't happen overnight. But eventually, as I started to uh, stop straightening it as much and wearing it curlier, I just, I didn't really like the styles. I wasn't comfortable with it. So I was like, the heck with it. I'm cutting it all off just like autumn. <laughs> so. I just got to think, like, how, that's the other thing I really like about the story. Because as a fellow parent, when yeah. I think about, my own baggage that I bring into the choices I have made. And then mm-hmm. when I see one of my children, fa- like whatever is coming up in their lives and it triggers it for me, there's you, there's a, a road that could go either yeah. way. And you could either be like, yes, I'm going to be on team. We're going right. to make it so that you're you know, hair or clothing or whatever it is, yes. is exactly like everybody else's yes. because I didn't get to have that. And I, that would have made my life so much easier. Right. Like, yeah, or yeah. I think what was so, what's so great is that y- you were going through your own journey with this, which I think is right. just as valuable to mirror for your children as the haircut. Right. Like it's, Absolutely. Yep. And, and so I guess I want to ask, you know, it's been, you know, how long has it been? Like maybe two years since you started the book process? No, it's been just over 12 months. Over 12 months. <laughs> I did, yeah, it was quick. So the autumn happened, this happened in the beginning of 2018. And I, I thought about it. I actually cut my hair Mother's Day weekend I last year. It. And so I thought about the idea for the book in the summer and by the fall, I had started writing and created a Kickstarter to help me fundraise to get it out. And so it was about a nine-month journey from start to finish. <laughs> well, well, what I love is that, like, there's a line in the book about Autumn saying, you look like me. That, like, you as the adult made yeah. a choice 
based on me, the child, which is yes. not always how we do stuff. It <laughs> 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 make things really hard getting off to school in the morning. But it was so powerful and nice. And I guess I was wondering, now that the book's been out and it's been 12 months, mm-hmm. where are both you and Autumn when it comes to this? I mean, like, has her opinion about hair or what it means to be a princess changed? Because, it's I mean, hair is clearly the focus of this book. But the idea is, I think, universal when it comes to all the stuff we're trying to suss out. Right. And just like the the collective uh, idea of princess hair. So she's really rallied around it. She's like my number one promoter. She tells (laughs) people all the time and she's just like hair like me. You have hair like me or you see hair like me. And I think what it's done for her, though, well, one, her her assistant principal bought like a a copy for every primary class in her school. And so she got to walk around and like hand out the book. So Number one, it's like boosted her confidence about her hair and what that looks like. But what I've heard her say is that, you know, telling other people, you know, that, you know, what princess hair is or is not. And that was my goal. Like, if there's anything else, is that to understand that everyone's hair can be princess hair or everyone's hair is okay the way it is. Like, there's not one set standard and that, you know, people should be confident and we should look at each other as beautiful for whatever type of hair that you have. And so I've even heard some of her classmates tell me, so that so that means I have princess hair, too, because we did a story time in her class. And I'm like, yes, like, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> you have princess hair, too. So it's been it's been really good for for confidence and just for reassuring. And now her school is it's a Spanish immersion school. So it's it's got. Uh, Latino kids yeah. and black children and white like it's 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 got everything in DC and um, <laughs> they want to incorporate it into the primary school curriculum nice. for because of like some diversity and inclusion pieces so yeah. I'm I'm just really excited about like you know kind of changing the game a little bit in terms of this age group and what we do think about when we think of beauty and acceptance. Well, I. <laughs> I don't want to sound paranoid, but I think we've been <laughs> manipulated our entire lives about well, beauty yeah. and what's important. What I <laughs> I think they're trying to influence us. But I want to say we are very pro changing the the way we approach stories. And I think what's yeah. also great about this book and you just touched on this is that it's a chance to talk about diversity and yeah. hair is I have had plenty of guests come on and inform me about <laughs> hair. And like yeah. it's, you know, and and it means different things to different people and it's mm-hmm. it can be it's a lot. And this this changes and, and, but there's so much like like you said it's so relatable. I even had one of my fr- girlfriends who is white and she said, "I know I don't have black hair." She's like, "But my hair was red, you know, yeah. and, or is red. And I've been a redhead my whole life. And I've always dealt with this since I was little about this inferiority and, and like how, you know, I wanted to change my hair. She was like, so your book resonated with me too. Like just the, the, the topic. And then, you know, when all this backlash, did you guys see the backlash about the little mermaid? And yes. What a bunch of, of garbage. And- <laughs> it's just insane to me. Yeah, so The Little Mermaid, they're doing the live action Mm -hmm. version of The Little Mermaid. Mm -hmm. And, oh my God, 
they have cast someone of color as right. Ariel, uh-huh. and horrible Twitter came out. Oh, no. <laughs> horrible and Twitter. Really? Horrible oh, Twitter no. came out and just Ugh. shat on it. Okay. And oh. it is, it, it makes, like, my eye twitch. Yeah. Oh, my God. But, oh like, my God. like you were saying, this is, it's a way to change the discussion to instead just talk about diversity. Yep. I totally agree. No. Totally agree. I love you. Um, so, <laughs> real, love you too. Ah, real quick, I want to talk about something you have coming up. So yeah. you, you're going to be in L.A., even though we have people who listen everywhere. For all of our L.A. parents and listeners, tell us yep. where you're going to be. Sure. So I decided to do some book touring with my family vacations. <laughs> That's <laughs> so, so smart. Great idea, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> see how that goes. <laughs> <laughs> but um, so that being said, Autumn will be with me, and we're going to do a story time at a new indoor play space. It's just about to open. Um, it's actually a, uh, the owner is one of my friends, so I'm doing one of her pre-launch events. Um, it's called Little Play Society. And it is somewhere on Pico. I don't know L.A. very well, so don't hold me to that. But please, Google Little Play Society. Um, and it's going to be Wednesday, July 24th at 4 p.m. And we so you will can find us there. Yeah, we'll make sure that we add that link yeah. to our show notes. And, you know, feel free to retweet that when we launch the show so that people can access that as well as your website so that we can find out more about where you might be popping up. I love that our topic today was still traveling with kids Mm -hmm. and you're about to do a vacation slash work trip. I I love it. It's going to be very relaxing. I have a friend that said a a vacation with kids is not a vacation. It's a family trip. Please understand the difference in definition here. Correct. That is Good. Your friend is correct. Your friend is very correct. That's right. <laughs> this is a family trip, not a vacation. <laughs> well, again, the book is Hair Like Me. We'll link yeah. everybody up to where you can get it. It's just another in the long list of get two copies. One yeah. for you and one for your library. Yep. Um, Yay, or your school. Absolutely. Or a birthday present. <laughs> or a birthday present. Up. I know. Yeah. yeah, yeah birthday present. It's so good. And then, Heather, thank you so much for joining us. And thank you even more for writing this really sweet book. And and I'm so so thankful that you really kept in the feeling of what it was like to be the parent in this situation. Like, it's so nice to read that. (laughs) So thank you so much. Thank you guys for having me. I really appreciate it. And I'm just, you know, really excited about it. So thank you so much for having me. Absolutely. Have a good trip. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, I'll try. I'll try. (laughs) All right. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Hello, 
Internet. I'm your husband host, Travis McElroy. And I'm your wife host, Teresa McElroy. And together we present Schmanners. It's extraordinary etiquette. For ordinary occasions. We explain the historical significance of everyday etiquette topics, then answer your questions relating to modern life. So join us weekly on MaximumFun.org or wherever podcasts are found. No RSVP required. Check out Schmanners. Manners, Schmanners. Get it? Hi, I am Lori Kilmartin. And I'm Jackie Cashin. Together, we host a podcast called The Jackie and Lori Show. Uh, we're both stand up comics. We recently met each other because women weren't allowed to work together on the road or in gigs for a long, long time. And so our friendship has been unfolding on this podcast for a couple of years. Jackie constantly works the road. I write for Conan and then I work the road in between. We do a lot of stand-up comedy. And so we celebrate stand-up and yes. we also bitch about it. We keep it to an hour. We don't have any guests. We somehow find enough to talk about every single week. So find us. You can subscribe to The Jackie and Lori Show at MaximumFun.com org or wherever you get your podcasts. Okay, bye. I I like Heather. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I like this book too. Yeah, it's great. That if I could frame the picture of the mom <laughs> in bed that night late. <laughs> it's so good. It's so good. So I will encourage everyone to go get a copy of this book, Hair Like Me by Heather Burris. You know what is also like me (laughs) is a mom having a breakdown. Mm -hmm. Let's listen in. Hi, one bad mother. This is a rant, and it's a rant about pants, but it's not really about pants. It's about trying to be a self and feeling terribly because I really needed pants for work. I had some that just worn out, and so I talked to my husband and said, hey, I'm going to order two pairs of pants, and the intention was to order two and try them on and keep the one that fit better, and then take the other pair back since we're trying to save money. And he asked me, well, can we just try one? And so, okay, that's reasonable. Just order a pair of pants. And, of course, the ones I got didn't fit and, you know, discovered that once I ordered them, had them shipped to my house, tried to take them back to the store last night, and the um, bag didn't have, like, the shipping manifest, and so I can't take them back to the store. I have to mail them back, which means... When all is said and done, it's still going to be two weeks, and I still need pants for work. And I just feel like this is somehow a personal failure that I have work clothes, but I really need pants, and I can't get pants to fit. And it's hard to get to the store with two little kids. And I should be a self and have pants. And somehow this just didn't happen. And so I needed to tell someone because no one really will understand why I'm so sad about a lack of a new pair of work pants, except I don't feel like a self anymore who deserves pants. So, again, not really about the pants, but I knew that you guys would understand. So thank you for the show. It's amazing. And I'm going to go try to reclaim being a self and figure out my situation with pants. Thank you. It's never about pants. Yeah. It's it's never about the pants you are doing such a good job so i just want to say that right off the bat i just 
I think it's sometimes it is about the pants. Yes. Okay. Also, like yes. sometimes it isn't. Like there's yes. a lot. There's a lot going on too. But like sometimes you just fucking need a pair of pants. And yeah. like the fact that you had to go through all these steps. And you're still in this place where you don't have pants. Yeah. And you're still feeling like you can barely get the pants or you don't even know when you'll have the pants that you need. Yeah. That's just a horrible place to be in because you, your time and your energy are very limited right now. So the fact that you have used a lot of time and energy mm-hmm. towards these pants that don't fit you, that is very painful. And yeah. at the end of that, you still don't have fucking pants. So, <laughs> so like, ha- if you did have the pants right yeah. now, that would help a lot. Like, okay. that would be so much better. I am. Do you know what is, I'm saying? Uh, yes, I know what Teresa is saying. And I, I take back my opening <laughs> no, statement. No, I think your I statement think is correct as well. Yes, like, I think it but is. I do not want to belittle the fact that pants are also important because. There is something about when you're not feeling like a self. Yeah. One of the ways to have a quick fix is to get something yeah. for yourself that yeah. will make you feel like a self. Yeah. Whether it be like a hand lotion you used to really like or, you know, going to see a movie yeah. or. Or a new bra that Or a fits. new bra that. Or like. Gets, yeah. Or pants. Just something. Anything. Anything. For yourself. Right. That you, that you need or want. And when a situation like this spirals out yeah. of trying to get that, yeah, it can make you feel like you don't deserve it. Yeah. Like that it was a silly pursuit yeah. to have even tried to get the thing. Right. And that is an example of pants lying to you. Mm-hmm. Okay? That, those pants aren't telling you the truth. You deserve pants. Yeah. You deserve all of those things. Those pants just robbed you of time you could have committed to thinking about yourself as a self. Yeah. You're right. You're right. You don't feel like a self in this situation. Yeah. The bottom line is that you are doing a remarkable job. Yeah, you are. And that you deserve pants. Yeah. Yeah. And what's happening right now is, like, not about you not doing a good job. Yeah. It's just stuff that happens that makes sense that that's what's happening based on what's going on right right now in your life. It just sucks. It really (laughs) sucks. But you are doing a good job. Yeah, you are. Everybody, what did we learn today? We learned that I think the same thing we learned the first time we talked about travel, and that was never go anywhere. Yeah. That's a solution. I've heard that some people do that. Yeah, I know. I've heard that some people just go, well, we have little kids. Yeah. We'll just wait till they're like seven. Yeah. And then we'll travel. Yeah. Yeah. That's That's a choice. Fair. That is fair. Yeah. Yeah. Traveling's a shit ton of work. And I think the real takeaway is just to remember not to worry about anybody who's not part of your immediate family. Yeah. And even then, maybe just choose one of your immediate family (laughs) that really needs your attention on a trip. Okay, we've also learned once again diversity is a good thing. <laughs> it's yeah. just amazingly so yeah, making me crazy. Mm-hmm. Guys, I think you've all noticed it. Uh, the world's a little fucking shockingly crazy. Yep, 
right now. So something that we can do actually is make sure that as parents, we are talking to our kids about it. We do have a chance to do that. Yep. That's a difference we can make. Also, Boston, we're coming September 14th, City Space. We're going to be there. Yep. Live podcasting. Get your tickets. You can go to OneBadMotherPodcast.com. Click on tour. That'll take you to the link. It is going to be a really good time. So we really want to see you out there. So go do that. So we can all celebrate back to school together (laughs) in a place where there will actually be weather. Everybody, you're doing a remarkable job. You you actually are. I was trying to, I was going through some of the June, July calls and it was really hard to find a fail. So I, it was, it was just like, really? Another genius? Another genius? Somebody's having success at Camp Mom out there. Yeah. Good job, guys. (laughs) Good job. So that shows you that everybody is doing a great job. Yep. You are doing a remarkable job. Some of you will have school starting very soon. Some of you, it will be a while. And some (laughs) of you, it will be a very long time because your children are nowhere near school age. So once you finally get settled into the routine of summer, it'll be time to change it up again. Huzzah! And you're doing a good job dealing with that. I hope you all find pants that make you feel better. Teresa, you are doing a very good job. Thanks, Biz. So are you. Thank you. And we will talk to you guys next week. Bye. Bye. I got to low down mama blues. I got to low down mama blues. Got to low We'd like to thank Max Bunn, our producer, Hannah Smith, our husbands, Stephen Lawrence and Jesse Thorne, our perfect children who provide us with inspiration to say all these horrible things, and of course, you, our listeners. To find out more about the songs you heard on today's podcast and more about the show, please go to MaximumFun.org slash OneBadMother. For information about live shows, our book, and press, please check out OneBadMotherPodcast.com. One Bad Mother is a member of the Maximum Fun family of podcasts. To support the show, go to MaximumFun.org slash donate. Well, daddy, baby, bustin' by, not low down mama blues. Oh, said daddy, baby, bustin' by, not low down mama blues. MaximumFun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned, audience supported.